Hello campers, how are we all? Having a good start to your week I hope? Um, today we're going to be talking about the um, topic of being an advocate. Um, being an advocate for your family, for adoption, for everything basically. Now the reason this um, sort of topic is, is coming up is I, just over this last weekend I've just had a couple of moments whereby it, it was sort of in the forefront of our minds, forefront of our sort of um, activities and actions. And then um, at the group that I was chairing yesterday, it came up as, as quite a big conversation as well. So made me realise it's something that we should talk about and we should sort of um, keep in our minds. We we were talking yesterday in, um, in my LGBTQ plus and allies group um, and we were talking about um, sort of events, calendar events, uh, such as Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, and how how we should deal with that in the world of sort of adoption, but also within sort of same-sex relationships or even solo um, sort of situations, solo adoptive situations. And we're having this conversation around sort of how do you approach this subject in the schools and nurseries, clubs and activities and things like that? And how do you help to educate, but without kind of um, sort of ramming these sort of things, these sort of topics down people's faces? Um, and we said that, you know, it's things like this that do sort of cause challenges, difficulties, frustrations. Um, and one particular person was sort of talking and saying, you know, for for much of their life, they, they feel that they're just, you know, I'm doing air quotes here, normal, just standard family. You know, their, their family is what it is and everything's lovely, ticks all the boxes. Um, but it's at these moments when they are reminded that their family is different. Um, because people then start talking to them and having to address them in different ways and approaching subjects and trying to apply delicacy. And it kind of makes people go, oh, that's right, you're, you're actually being really kind, you're, you're being thoughtful, you're trying to help and navigate this situation, which is actually an indication that a family is a little bit different and you're thinking differently. Beautiful that you're thinking differently, but a shame that you've felt like you've got to. <laughs> um, but also not a shame that you feel like you've got to because, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk myself in loops there. But um, but it highlighted, it highlighted um, sort of how, how actually we sometimes do need to appreciate that our families have started in different ways and that our families look different when it comes to Mother's Day. Are we celebrating a mum, a maternal figure, no one, or birth mum? There's a whole a whole host of options there. Now, through this conversation, um, we were saying, you know, it can be quite challenging, quite difficult. And what, what one of the sort of people in the group said was, you know, 
you have to understand with certainly within schools a lot of their agendas assemblies and things like that have been planned months years in advance um some schools will still be using sort of um assembly plans that were written in like the 90s um and they're just sort of updated every now and then um to fit the narrative the current narrative that is working um and what this individual said was being proactive go into um the schools but going to the school at the start of the academic year maybe not on day one give them a given them a chance to come in. But at the start of the academic year, go in and talk to them and say, hey, I'd like to be proactive here before you start planning your Mother's Day assemblies, before you start talking about these events, I'd like to start prepping this and talking about this. I'm using Mother's Day because it was the example that we were talking about, but it's it can be anything. Because when these assemblies are happening, these assemblies are happening but they have been planned for at least a month in advance. So when we're sort of talking and say, oh, you know, we really wish that this was being addressed, it's almost like um, bolting the, locking the stable door after the horse are bolted. I think that's the, the phrase. Um, but essentially, we're, we're addressing the subject just a little bit too late. We're not to know this as parents, um, but this is what we were learning. Um, so this, this individual was saying, look, get those conversations started a lot earlier because these are when things are being planned and they can filter down and they can filter down to the right person because it might be that the, the head is all for diversity and diverse families, but they don't, the person who's then delivering that assembly hasn't been party to that conversation. One could argue that, of course, we should be more inclusive of every conversation that we're having. And sure, that's a valid argument, and sure, there needs to be more things done. But we can't rely on everyone to do everything for us. We do need to help move these things along. Um, and as we were saying this, another parent sort of said, you know, hear what you're saying, totally agree, and it is our job. It's our job because we need to be advocates for our kids. Um, and they were saying, you know, there, there was a situation where their child had a bit of a rough day at school and the parent was like okay not i'm i'm always in your corner i'm fighting your battles and i will i'll be in your corner are you telling me you didn't do this thing that you've been accused of doing yes i absolutely did not do this not a problem if you're lying to me then we've got a problem but if you're telling me the truth i'm in your corner and i will fight your battles so let's go back went back into the school and said, I'd like to speak to the teacher. And I said, oh, well, that teacher is in a staff meeting. I said, thank you very much for that information. I'm now going to wait here until you go and get that teacher out of that meeting because I need to speak to them. Now, this parent said the reason they did that is because they know that if they had have gone home, what they would have had is they would have had a lot of stress and anxiety from their child that evening. That would have meant that that evening would have been a very difficult evening which would have then meant that they would have had a really rough bedtime routine. Then it means that they would have had a terrible nighttime and a bad morning, and that child is then going into school on a bad day and starting on a bad point. And if they then have that conversation with the teacher and the teacher says, oh yeah, actually you're right, I'm wrong, do apologize. All of the damage is already done. 
So this parent said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm advocating for my kid and I'm going to make sure that I've got all of this covered. So went back in there and demanded the attention of the teacher because that was what their child needed. And this parent said, you know, I don't care who's rolling their eyes at me. I don't care who's frustrated that I'm calling. I don't care who's frustrated or annoyed that I'm there in the reception. I'm there for my children and I'm an advocate for my child. And this led into this really wicked conversation. And a lot of people were talking and sort of sharing their sort of stories and experiences and their sort of reaction to that story itself and saying, do you know what? That's absolutely right. We have got to be the advocate for these children and we've got to fight for them and we've got to make sure that they are getting an equal opportunity in life. Um, and one of one of the parents sort of voiced and said, you know, we were told during training that, you know, part of being a, an adoptive parent is you have to advocate for your child. But I didn't realise it was going to be this much. I didn't realise that advocating for your child would, would be this bigger thing. Um, and it's the same as anything, you know, you don't know until you're in it. You don't know what you're going to experience. And I don't think anything can really prep you for that. Um, but our, our children absolutely deserve a voice. They absolutely deserve someone to stand shoulder to shoulder with them and say, I'm on your side and I'm, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going to let you down. So if some other tall person has just said or done the wrong thing, maybe they made an error. Maybe it was an honest mistake. I don't care if you're struggling and if you're feeling this, I've got your back. Um, and there have been times in our family where little dude has has been in these situations and where he's he's had difficult days or difficult conversations, struggles, and we've had to stand in and stand up for him because our young people are often in situations where they're not being listened to. And I don't think that that's adoption. I think that that's children. Children's voices are rarely heard and listened to by people outside of their family. Um, I think in many ways they're seen as children. So how much of an opinion can they really genuinely have? Um, and it is so important to get those voices heard. It's also so important for if we want change, if we want anything to change, we have to be a part of the model for that change. We aren't able to just sit back and hope that things will change by somebody else doing the work for us. So if we're finding that our schools aren't celebrating diversity enough, and when I say diversity, I mean, I mean all forms of diversity and I'm including adoption in that because as adopters we are our family is made up in a different way diversity for me is difference and we are we are different but we've got to celebrate it and we've got to get excited about it and we've got to 
really embrace that. Because if we're not prepared to, then our children won't. You know, we've all, anyone who's listening that's got um, sort of children living with you, um, sort of adopted children living with you, we have all been in that situation where some stranger will start a conversation with you and will feel every single right to ask your child's story or their background or their trauma. They think they've got a right to do it. I don't know what makes people think that they can ask these questions, but they do. And what we've got to do is we've got to be an advocate for our children. We've got to say, hey, it's, uh, it's, it's really great that you have the confidence to ask me such a personal question. I guess I'd like to know why you'd like to know. Um, Standing up for our children and saying, hey, they're going to need things to be a little bit different. Because they've had it different. We had a conversation um, with a friends and family training session. And one of the biggest sort of difficulties and sort of challenges that I find for adopters with their, their family and particularly their parents is they go on this training um, and they they are sort of taught and trained how to be sort of good adopters. And then they're really concerned that the parenting style needs to be a little bit different. And they're really concerned about talking to their loved ones because they don't want to sound ungrateful. They don't want to say to their parents, look, you know, we're going to need to be a little bit different with our parenting style through fear that their parents are going to say, well, I raised you that way. Are you saying that your upbringing wasn't good enough? And there's a genuine anxiety for adopters out there who fear that that is what our sort of networks are going to say. And we had this conversation and what we sort of said that we need to have the confidence to say and to be again the advocates for adoption we need to stand up to our loved ones and we need to say to them, right, I'm not challenging the way I was brought up. What I'm saying to you is we have to be different because our children's start was different. I think the way that you raised me was wonderful, but I didn't have trauma in my life the same way that these children have had trauma in their lives. So because they didn't get the same start as me, it means they can't get the same middle as me. And that, for me, is how we advocate within our families and within our networks. We advocate adoption. And we advocate why we're being different. And we celebrate it. We get excited about, hey, we're learning something new and we're approaching our parenting different. We're doing this because we know that it's going to help. We know that it's going to make a difference. I had a situation um, this weekend, actually, um, where my family and I were out um, and... We were out travelling, 
And we we were sort of we were parties to some casual homophobia. Um, some some sort of gentlemen walked past us and uttered a slur at, at my family. Now, as this all happened, it happened very, very quickly, and it took me a while to register what had happened. And as soon as I'd registered what had happened, it was almost too late because these two gentlemen had said what they'd said and then had effectively gone quickly down an escalator getting past us and had had gone quite quickly away from us. So they didn't really give me an opportunity to process what was said and then deal with that and sort of challenge it. And little dude was the one who sort of highlighted it and said, well, you know, it's it's actually quite sad to to hear that sort of language used. Um, and I kind of clarified, I was like, am I right in thinking that this is what they just said? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. And I was like, right, okay. Well, that sucks. And he was like, yeah, he said, you know, sometimes I'm very disappointed in the human race. And this played on my mind ever since, actually. Um, because I was able to then sort of talk through with little dude and explain, hey, you know, in life we get that sort of thing and there's not much we can do about it. We can challenge, but sometimes it's not safe to challenge. Um, Sometimes it's not appropriate and sometimes we don't get the opportunity. And that can be frustrating, it can be difficult, um, and it can be upsetting. I said, but what we have to do is, where possible, we have to sort of promote our family and promote our family's lifestyle so as that sort of situation perhaps happens less and less. And if we promote our lifestyle and our sort of family makeup, in a different as much as we can maybe more and more people will be educated and less and less people will say stupid things so it promoted again the idea of being an advocate ourselves i will i will be honest the the comment and the situation has played on my mind ever since and it's upset me um and it has upset me because i don't i feel quite disappointed with myself uh i feel disappointed that i didn't uh, not chase them down but i didn't follow them and talk to them um now i know rationally i know that that wouldn't necessarily have ended well for me um and that could have actually turned quite dangerous particularly given the the sort of type of people that that these two guys were um but but i'm disappointed that i didn't challenge that i'm disappointed that i didn't demonstrate to little dude that i was prepared to i don't think he's disappointed in him me or or with dad 
Um, and I demonstrated to him that actually letting things wash over you is okay as well. You know, you don't have to buy every silly comment that is made at you. Um, and to be honest, I don't even know if it's something that he's given a second thought to. But I know it's 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 played on my mind. And when when the group got together yesterday and we were talking about being an advocate, it kind of really made a, a, a big big impact on me. Um, and made an impact on me in realising that the importance of standing up for our children and for ourselves and for adoption and for our families and all of that is really, really crucial. And perhaps this is one of those lessons of adoption that we don't think about as much as we should, but it's a lesson of adoption that we need to be thinking about and we need to have in our minds. I know that we, in the past we had concerns about being a nuisance in the school or the college. Or uh, Why shouldn't I be? Why shouldn't I challenge these things that I don't think are quite right for our son? Because if I'm not prepared to have that battle, nobody else will. And I think it's fair to say that our children deserve the absolute best. All children. All children do. So I think it's about being an advocate and a promoter, the biggest cheerleader going, um, and sort of celebrating diversity, celebrating our families, celebrating our lives. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's just hit me really, really hard over this last weekend, the importance of, of having that voice and sharing that voice and just screaming from the top of your lungs about all of the wonderful things that are sort of making up our families. Um, and enjoying those moments. So, yeah, I think I think it's it's something that we need to be thinking about. And I think we need to think about other ways that we can be advocates for for our families. And I think, like I've said in the past, it's about making sure that you are sort of actively engaging in the adoption community, but in the wider community as well. And that we aren't afraid to talk about the fact that we have our family through adoption. And that is awesome. Having the strength and the confidence that when someone asks us about our children's backgrounds, we have the strength and the confidence to say, let me, let me ask you a question before I answer it. Why do you want to know? Throwing those questions back and actually speaking out on it and saying, it is amazing how many times... I tell people that my family started for adoption and they tell me that their first question is they want to know about all of the trauma that my child has gone through. Start keeping a tally of how many times it happens and then the next time it happens say thank you you've just made number 10 on my list of the people that have said that as their first question when I've said that I'm part of the adoption community. Not to be challenging, not to have an argument, I'm not, I'm not advocating that. To, to let's challenge these things, let's challenge these stereotypes, let's challenge how families look. Um, sort of a, a, a parent I was talking to yesterday, he said, 
you know, still looking at children's books, look at how children's books, so often you'll see mummy in the kitchen, daddy fixing the car. Why are we still doing that? Where, where are the books that are not looking like that? And I'm not trying to be, and I'm sure even saying this will upset people, I'm not trying to be 2023 woke. I'm trying to be 2023, for goodness sake, life looks different. And it's all right. But the more that we talk about it, the better it becomes for everyone. Because we celebrate diversity, we celebrate difference, we celebrate all of these wonderful things. And the more that we talk about it, the more likely it is that there might be somebody that you talk to who sits there and goes, actually, do you know what? I hadn't thought of adoption for my plan. Maybe I could. I know that that's happened in my life. I know that I've been in a room and I have shared our story with a group of people. And as a direct result, one of the people in that room then realised that they could adopt. And they went on to adopt. That is not just because of me. Absolutely not. But it's because I was having that conversation. That was a factor. A significant factor. That means that one more child was adopted. And how awesome is that? Now, the only reason that we can start celebrating those things and get excited about those things, the only way that that happens is if we talk about it. And we need to be more proud of these things. So we need to start celebrating it. Shout from the rooftops. Celebrate your family. Celebrate your lives. Celebrate your kids. I know that you do already, but let's do it even more. That's uh, that's the conclusion of this week's preach. Um, <laughs> hope uh, hope you like it, um, and I hope that you. My challenge to you, my challenge to you is to find yourself in a situation where you can talk about adoption when you wouldn't normally. Tell somebody new about adoption and see what happens. Let's spread the word. Okay, right. Thank you as always for listening. I will catch you next week.